Welcome to the Freedom Fridays Project podcast. I'm Pete Clark, your host, The Whispers Guy. It appears that work expands to the time that we give it, and I started to explore how I was investing my time and effort, particularly on Fridays. It's evolved to an explanation and experiment with time, energy, attention and identity, and a mindset shift from I have to to I choose to. So if you're interested in exploring some changes to the way that you invest your time and your energy, if you'd like some tips on the way as you make some changes perhaps to your identity, if you would like the freedom of I choose to, away from I have to, then this is the podcast for you. So welcome to the Freedom Fridays Project podcast. So welcome to this week's episode of the Freedom Fridays podcast. Again, an opportunity to talk and discuss and share some insights and thoughts from, from people that have done the same. They've made them big changes. They're, they've gone from I have to to I choose to. I want to welcome, a, a, I'm going to say an old, as a not age-wise, but feels like I've known him a long time. Uh, I've got Andy Foster, who is in the same game that I'm in. He's in, in the same world of, of consulting and management and leadership and executive team coaching and stuff like that. So quick hello. Morning, Andy. Hi there, Pete. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right that um, you're wrong in that there is, uh, I am old in age as well. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> you look very young, sir. Um, Andy, I start this usually in the same way by, you know, the metaphor of Freedom Fridays is about moving from I have to to I choose to. And yours is an interesting story. What's the big change that you made? Well, it's interesting. Um, I had to because I had to make a choice. Right. <laughs> it was really, really interesting. Um, and, it, and so my, my, my big change was um, where to start. Uh, last year, uh, in the, just as COVID was hitting, right. um, I was diagnosed with esophageal cancer. Wow. Um, uh, a quick a consultation with uh, Dr. Google told me there was a 20% uh, survival, five-year survival rate. Uh, and I really did prepare myself for the worst and, and had um, for, a, for a few days, weeks, uh, whilst tests and scans were going on, um, I did live in a really interesting um, kind of, I wouldn't say nether world, but a, um, a, a surreal world where I had accepted death uh, and I genuinely had accepted wow. it. Ooh, I'm, I'm getting um, goosebumps as you're talking. That's, <laughs> whew, I, didn't, I didn't know where we're going to go there, but let's go. <laughs> well, it was, um, nor did I. It was really strange. <laughs> I mean, at the time. Yeah. Um, and, and it slightly um, unsettled me how, uh, how easily I did confront that and accept it. Um, and... and wow. What, what was interesting was that other people uh, were far more worried than me. And, and, and my, my, my reflection was that uh, I had agency, I had choice because it was me and my body and my, my brain, my feelings, my emotions. Um, so I could choose, back to this idea of choosing, I could choose how I responded to it. Yeah. Um, and being a good, good old, you know, um, died in the wall coach, I was able to ro ro roll out one of my, sayings that I use to clients and still do all the time which is tell yourself a better story or are you telling yourself the yeah. best story and yeah. my story was there's nothing I can do about this um, so mm -hmm. let's make the most of it 
and 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 in fact, if I'm going to uh, if, if 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 I'm going to go on this journey, uh, I'm part of my medical team, and I need to partner with those who are seeking to make me better to give them the best chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just a little bit of um, of, of, wow. of context. Um, big wow. operation, lots of treatment, um, a very big operation, and then even more chemo, just just in case. I think they said, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. because they thought it was the. Uh, and then that, and so this brought me out to a to a place where, as my oncologist said, you'll never be the same. Uh, and he was right, but only you know I'm ninety eight percent the same. But there's there's a there's a few little bits about me. And some of it is not about the chemo. It's about the about the journey I went on and this journey from have to to choose to, I suppose. Wow. Um, I've got loads of questions about that, but I, I want to dive into, if I may, um, the interesting that I think a lot of us now would check out Dr. Google and would do a little bit of research. And it's interesting you said, you know, there's a 20% survival rate. And then what I heard you say was you you then went to work on accepting the possibility of the 80%. And, mm. and in doing so, I'd love to know how you did that. And did that then help you focus on the 20%? Um, how did I how did I do it? Um, some of it was quite instinctive, actually. That's why it was quite right. disarming that I woke up one morning went, all oh, right, well, I think I'm, I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> as things stand, um, I'm going to die. I, I think that the way I explained it earlier on, I think is the best explanation was, uh, well, there was an interesting moment and I hope we're not going to, I'm going too far off piece here, but it was an interesting moment where, um, which is a real, well, almost literally a road to Damascus moment where um, I was, I was working really hard on my fitness because I knew I had this big operation coming up and I knew that fitness, uh, there's a correlation between fitness and the effectiveness of chemotherapy. And I was pounding the, the, the pavements or the, 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 um, the linear part the, along the river, beautiful place near where I live. And, but spending most of my time trying to beat my previous time or looking at the uh, pavement in front of me. And then I had this moment where I looked up um, and and it, the way I see it now, which is probably a little bit uh, Hollywood, but it was, you know, suddenly everything was in colour, not black and white, and I could hear the birds singing in the rear oh. and, the, and the water running through the weir, and and um, and it just there was this moment when, hey, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, wow. Um, and I've accepted it, but I've decided that that's a little bit of a that's fine. That was fine to cope with for a bit. But now let's get on with living. And um, and it was at that point that then I hooked into what I said earlier on about choosing to um, make, making the choice to tell myself a story that I was part of my medical team and I needed to show up uh, in a way that gave them and me the best chance of, 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 uh, of, of the treatment working. Yeah. Um, and I hope it played a, I hope it played a part. Um, they did a great job. They did an amazing job. But uh, I try to play an active part in in that. So I don't know if that answers your question. But that moment, that road to Damascus moment, I think was a really important bit of the of the shift between yeah. the the yeah. eighty and the twenty. Yeah, look, it's it's obviously a cliche. We we all know we're going to go at some point, and you know we're in the queue. 
and I, I've read a long, long time ago that, that death can sometimes be our greatest gift. Um, <laughs> but it, it seems, it seems in your situation and, and many others that it's not until you get presented with, well, now you're at the front of the queue, have a look. <laughs> yeah. Nah, not yeah, yet. On. <laughs> and, and I don't know if, I guess that's kind of a gift. And sometimes, obviously, depending on what you believe in, you know, circumstances, sometimes that's forced to happen. Um, and it's fascinating how you've turned that round. I'm interested, do you recall, you, you said you told yourself a different story. Do you recall what the old story was and what the new story was? And do you have the same new story now? Good question. Good question. And, and, and before I answer that, I'll just pick up on the, the idea of the gift. There is a saying amongst um, the cancer community uh, that I heard a couple of times, which is cancer was the best thing that ever happened to me. Now, I don't subscribe to that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Yeah. But to, to, to use that as a link through to, uh, to answer your question, um, I, I think the, the old story was the, 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 um, the one that was exemplified by me trying to beat my previous fastest time on my walk or my run and looking, pounding the pavements and looking right. not too far ahead, as opposed to looking up and you know, the very, the very um, most basic level, and there's a whole load of work on neuroscience um, or neuroscience research that shows that this is, this is a thing, yeah. is when you look up, and the, some of it's about the interaction with nature and some of it is about looking up and, and subconsciously or otherwise recognizing what a small minuscule speck um, you are in a massive um, ecosphere. Yeah. And it makes, and it just gives you perspective and it makes you realize that how, whether or not you beat your previous time or how much shoe leather you wear out, uh, ain't going to make you a better person and ain't going to change the world totally, which sure we can, we can, um, we can make an imprint on the world. Don't get me wrong. And I, I strongly believe that. And I have strong views about or strong values around, which is why I'm in what I, what I do around um, the fulfillment of potential. Yeah. But understanding um, that we are much, we are part of a much, much bigger system. Um, and that actually what we need to do is, is um, be here in the present, in the now, and be the best we can be right now, rather than always, if you like, goal setting, which is quite often negative goal setting. Yeah. You know, you know the old cliche, um, no one ever says on their deathbed, I wish I was, I, I spent more time at work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that I think that was the story that 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 um, that, that was the shift that that yeah. uh, slow down, yeah. look up, and um, and 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 be in the moment and make choice. Make make it is but make choices. Yeah. yeah, is that still the story a year on? Oh, very much so. Very much so. So um, <clears throat> what? Again, coming back to the, you'll never be, you'll never be quite the same. Uh, there was a little bit around um, the, the chemo that you know it, it it took a while, takes a while, yeah, um, to to get your energy back. And you know, sometimes my mm -hmm. short term memories, you know, not quite as good. Uh, you know, what's your name? Yeah. 
Oh, Pete, yes. Um, <laughs> no, no, it, 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 it's funny it's that, that I, used be, <laughs> I used to be very good at, um, you know, those, those people who know me will, will, um, will chuckle when I say that I'm not the most organised person. I don't love detail um, uh, particularly. And so one thing that got me out of an awful lot of scrapes was a really, really good short-term and medium-term memory. Yeah. I could remember where I was when something happened and could find the email or whatever. Uh, and that, that's gone <laughs> gone a little bit, just a little bit. So I have yeah. to be a bit more organized. So that's that's one that's one thing. But but no, um, um I I I have um the, the loss of um a bit of energy and particularly as it, as I was moving back up the curve, uh the you know, as, as I was getting my energy back, yeah. I was finding it harder to be on that hamster wheel that i needed to be back on and our business uh is a was a is a um a, a growing ambitious business mm. um i was uh, it's called culture alchemy and it's amazing stuff being done there around uh around uh helping organizations understand the true nature of culture change yeah. And I, as somebody who had been a big four consultant um, in, in, uh, and brought that to the team, was the one that was saying, scale, scale, scale. And, yeah, we've got to think 40 consultants, not six. And, uh, and then finding that actually I didn't have the energy or the inclination to carry on doing what was required in order to scale a business, which was around detail and systems and processes um and so it was well uh it, it so for a start i had a duty of care or a duty of of um just uh um integrity to my to my colleagues that i couldn't say say yes and do no and i was finding it hard to do yes so that combined with, with this idea of you know this 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 question that i i had which was well what nourishes my soul um, and there's a couple of things. One is obviously working with 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 colleagues uh, and clients in helping unpick very messy systemic culture and leadership and exec challenges. Um, but that was, you know, that was some of that. There's a little bit of the, uh, you know, the, the the metaphor of the pavement in front around that because you're helping people to get somewhere. So there is another element to it, which is creating time and creating space mm -hmm. uh, to um, to be truly present with uh, my family, mm. with the things that I love doing outside of work and basically getting some balance. So so um, so what I've done is I've, I've stepped away from a directorship of that business. I'm still involved with it, but I'm actually focusing very much more on particularly on uh, exec team coaching and and coaching ceos and that kind of thing where but 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 taking a chance for the first time for a long time to deepen my craft um mm. and and go deeper and let go of some of the other admin and get somebody to do that but also minimize it by just being a being yeah. on my own but but in an ecosystem of talent and working with people like you uh, and others to, to, to cal collaborate, but in a very efficient way. So I'm, I'm actually the the net result is um, I'm 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 you know from a financial perspective achieving what I need to, but doing 
spending less time doing it and paradoxically um, getting better at it because I'm spending mm -hmm. more time deepening my, you know, just doing some, some of the reading and having conversations yeah. um, and, 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 and that, that kind of thing that allows me to, um, but also, 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 you know, support a, you know, the son going through year 12 and yeah, all, yeah. and all those things that I was able to do last year when I was sick yeah and 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 it's now become a bit of a norm so i think i think covid played a part in this it's easy to cause it all yeah. you know, give it all uh, <laughs> um attribute it all to uh, what what happened to me last year but what happened happened at a time where a whole load of norms and protocols and ground rules were changing um that i think we you, know, you and i both talked about how we we're able to uh, or not able to, but we're finding that, it, that that our profession is changing the way that people see work and yeah. see the opportunities to develop. Definitely. Andy, your your comment about you know trying to beat your personal best on the run resonates so much with me because I've <laughs> I've got a, a physical sporting background and part of my identity is linked to the physicality of me being better tomorrow, and I often wonder. Uh, you know, when when will I have reached my peak in terms of timing? But obviously, you know, I could still do it at 10 years later. So I, I'm, I'm going to shift my perspective on that. But I'm really interested in your comment about the role that you had within the firm. Because I, uh, two questions. In that role, how long, because it was probably whispering to you before you made the decision to pull out. How long between mm -hmm. the whisper and the shout and second part of that question is, which part mm -hmm. of you held up the longest? Mm. So the whisper. Um, it, 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 was, it was quite hard because you know, somebody once told me that they, uh, that 70% of our assumptions are wrong. Um, <laughs> And 90% of our assumptions about other people are wrong in some way, paradoxically, yeah. mostly about people we, we are closest to. Right. Um, but, but anyway, that's a little, that's a little aside. I, I, you can edit that out, Pete. Um, but to answer your question, I, ha I had an assumption that it was all about just recovering from the cancer and the chemo and getting my strength up. Um, and I, I suppose... It, it, it was interesting that, uh, you know, I, I came off all the treatments at the end of, of last year, went away for Christmas, came back. And uh, I and I suppose my colleagues, because I had fed that story, uh, assumed that in, in, on the 1st of February, I'll be, you know, back to normal, back to work. Yeah. And of course, it wasn't like that. So there was a little bit of a struggle. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be like this. Where's my mojo? Mm. Um, and. And, and I was, um, I, I, I had, um, so, so yes, so I kind of shrouded the whisper in thinking it was something else. Right. But yeah. when I look back on it, 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 it was beginning to play out even as I was coming back from my treatment, from my operation, and I was right. playing more of a balcony role in about October with the team, right. and I was feeding and stuff that I was seeing um, from one remove and, and quite enjoying playing that role uh not and not that i wanted to be the ceo but just playing that slightly detached role and it was something that was yeah it was making me not making me there, 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 there was something 
about me that was slightly detached. Interesting. And it was, oh, when I'm better, then I'll be back in. It's been good to do a bit of thinking. And when the time came to get back on the hamster wheel, um, it was a bit like uh, when my dog at six o'clock in the morning doesn't uh, tells me, I don't know, no uncertain terms, he's not coming for a walk on the beach. Yeah. Um, and uh, kind of hangs his head and goes and hides in one of the kids' rooms. Uh, so it, it was a little bit like that. But the shout was, I don't know, I just had a moment where I, where I said, where I, I, I had a, in the mirror moment saying, well, look, you're, you've been talking scaling all the time. Now everyone's beginning to do it. They're asking you to get onto a, a very lovely hamster wheel uh, with a, a wonderful bunch of people and culture and model, but nevertheless, something that was going to involve yakka and detail and systems and processes. Yeah. Um, it's it's um, inauthentic of you to, uh, to, to, to stay doing that. And then follow closely followed by another shout that says, you don't have to do this. Right. You don't have to do it. And, and I do um, credit my colleagues for helping me get there. You know, it right. was, um, I was prevaricating saying, I want to step back, but I want to stay involved and I want to do this and want to do that. And why don't I sit on the board? And, and then one of them just, just said, well, have you thought about just stepping aside completely? And it was, yeah. I remember that moment uh, it was very nicely done, and um, thank you, James. Uh, and 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 now it was, and, and and it was it was it was done with care and love, not with um, in any recriminatory way. Uh, and I remember at that moment feeling going back to this kind of felt sense, yeah. this feeling of weightlessness, and and I knew straight away that that I was now at peace. Uh, and I think James commented as such, or maybe it was Carl when I was mentioning it to him afterwards, saying, "Wow, you're different. You sound at peace." So yeah, it was um, it was it was interesting. And then you know you get to the stage where ha having made the decision and felt good about it, then there's the oh shit moment, which is all oh, right. Now I've got to <laughs> now I've got to make this happen. And and yeah. uh, so the dis 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 um, disengagement from the from the business has been you know beautifully done and managed by all of us i think and it's uh, but it's um then it's like oh now, now i've actually got to get on as some kind of wheel just to make it work yeah but nevertheless yeah. there's something about choice and something yeah. about about creation creating something that that does have other elements to it other than the work it is about yeah. that it is about walking the dog it is about getting out and going yeah. and walking every morning it is about the kids and, and so on. So it's, it's a three-dimensional Yeah, I, I feel that, Andy, in my position, very similar to you. I, I probably haven't worked as hard or learned as much or spent as much time with the family and my wife than I have over the last two or three years mm -hmm. than I did in my role as a partner in the firm, right? It's, it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons I asked you the question about which part of you held on the longest, I often find, and I'm relating my own experience to this too, the changes that we want to make and end up making, whether forced to or not, or choosing to, we're often the last to know. We're often mm -hmm. the last to recognize it. Yeah. Do you do you agree? And and do you have do you have a perspective on why that might be the case? Um. Yeah. Well. Well. I yes yes I do agree. Um. And and what what it's for me what it's all about and maybe i'm going to go into a bit of psychobabble here based on what i do for a living 
but we are all forged and formed, forged in and formed by um, uh, where we come from, the journey we've been on, and, and the fears that we have. Mm. And so we're, you know, we're wired to be social animals. We're wired to stay in the tribe. Um, and so as we're developing as humans, we, um, we, we, we develop a suite of strengths to keep ourselves safe um, and, and things that make us feel like um, really around our building an identity mm. that allows us to, uh, to fit into the world. Um, so, you know, for me, there was a couple of things. One, one was um, not so much around a fear, but um, my family had all been entrepreneurs, um, and I, I, I wanted to. Um, I didn't want to walk away from the opportunity to build something, yeah, and to and to create something uh, slightly linked to my this value about fulfilling potential. I didn't want to walk away when something was half formed. Mm. The new story is I played a massive role in forging it. Yeah. That, and that doesn't mean, you know, and it's not about the money that people do or don't earn at the end of, the, of that company cycle. It's more about, um, uh, so where do I get my reward from? I did, I did, you know, I contributed to it, fulfilling its potential and, and then handed or, or handed my part of it over to, to others to do bigger and better things who had the energy and time to do it. Um, and there's something around around being included and and um, yeah. you know the, the 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 need to be liked and wanted. So stepping away from a tribe, yeah, um, was it was another thing that meant that I didn't want to contemplate stepping away, even though it was staring me right in the face. Um, so yeah, we're 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 wired for we have all these strategies to keep ourselves. Um, to keep to, to, to keep ourselves safe by by developing and, and and persisting with the way that we see ourselves and how we fit into the world and um, mm. and, and you'll you'll recognize this as as, um, as uh, Bob Keegan's immunity to change which mm. which uh, is just fascinating where we're committed to something on the surface but there's something below the surface subconsciously that we're even more committed to that makes us behave yeah. in different ways. And, and I think that, that that explanation does fit in with what, what's happening. Yeah. I was listening to, uh, I've said this twice in the last 24 hours, I was listening to uh, Tim Ferriss uh, interview. Yeah. I can't remember the guy's name, but I think he ran Lululemon for a while. And, uh, you know, he, a little bit like you and I grew up in, the you know Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy setting goals era, and we all get that. But like probably certainly I don't. I don't feel smart goals cut it. And his he had a beautiful way of expressing it. And he said to stop setting goals in the future that are based on the past, mm -hmm. but set goals in the present that are based on the future. Yes, which I thought was a lovely way, love lovely distinction. In, and what I'm hearing you say is about just that shift in identity to set goals based on a future identity rather than a previous identity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing I've learned is you can't delete your identity, but mm. um, sorry, I don't mean it quite, quite like that. I don't mean brainwashing, but you can't delete um, all of those parts of you that kept you safe and worked really well for you. Yeah. Because they are part of who you are, 
Uh, I, rem I remember working with a CEO once who had some feedback, 360 feedback that said, um, easy to connect with, hard to get to know. And it was, well, what's all that about? What's that about? That sounds counterintuitive. But what it was, was he had been an army child. So he got really, and he changed schools uh, every 18 months. So he got really good at connecting with people and getting into the in-tribe or into the crowd, but yeah. then wouldn't let people get any closer because he knew he was going. So that behavior and that, that was part of who he was because that, that was a strategy that subconsciously he had formed that was successful for him and kept him safe when he was growing up. But when he was a CEO, people were yeah. thinking he was a bit contradictory and, and a bit aloof and a bit yeah. false really, because he was so friendly, but so hard to get to know. Yeah. Um, so, so the thing is we have these fears and we have these parts of our makeup, but, but uh, the, the question is, um, does it have you or do you have it? Great. And once you know, and you've identified it, what you can then do is notice when it comes knocking or, you know, when it's in the driving seat, you elbow it out and put yeah, it in yeah, the passenger yeah. seat or the back and say, no, no, you know, you, you, I have a fear of failure, for example. Um, and that means that I'm really good at my job. I never miss a deadline and, yeah. and I look good all the time. Um, let's use it to make me successful at my job, but let's recognize when it provides severe limitations around the way that I interact with my peers and the way I treat those beneath me um, uh, and how, how I might be tending to control them because I'm so afraid of failure. So I keep the good bit, but I yeah. manage the bad bit because I, I now know that, that I have it. Yeah, that's interesting. And Andy, you've been part of my journey on all of that, you know, immunity to change stuff. And over the last 18 months, two years, I've been doing some work on me, the getting to know me bit, the shadow stuff. And <laughs> here's me stating it publicly. Mm -hmm. I'm regularly consoling and cuddling my six-year-old Pete and my 14-year-old Pete because they show up under stressful situations mm -hmm. and that identity is still wrapped inside me somewhere. And so I've, what I've learned a little bit of is just consoling and comforting and putting an arm around and giving them yeah. a hug for nice. what they're experiencing then. And it sounds a bit woolly, but it's made such a difference to my present self. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand that. And hey, I, I could see the six-year-old me that that creates in me the need to be liked and need yeah. to be attached because I got lost on a, I remember it was on a North Sea ferry going from <laughs> Newcastle to Norway and wow. I got lost. And when you're six, and, and, and anyone listening to this might, might uh, know the, spe the, the specific statistics, but the, the, some, the something I read uh, which, which hit home, which said something like, when you're six, um, your, your, your appreciation of time means that if you're separated from someone for five minutes, then you've lost them forever. Yeah. So the trauma of losing your parents, which is in effect what I went through, I'd written them off. I, you know, I, that was, I was alone in the world wow. forever for a few minutes. Wow. And, and I can't feel the trauma of it now, but I can bloody remember. I can see the little yeah. six-year-old me running up, the, yeah. uh, running up and down these corridors of cabins on this boat. Yeah. Yeah. And then the relief of, of finding my mom. Um, but I'm certain, you know, I haven't had any, you know, sat down with any shrink or anything like that to unpack it. But I'm <laughs> certain that that experience made me, uh, yeah, along with other things like how I'm wired and, you know, my, I, the older I get, the more I'm like my dad, who was a deep introvert. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, the, 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 um, there are lots of different things that come, that, that come in the longer you go. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, that that you re that you recognise, and having a bit of compassion for yourself, uh, it also teaches you to have compassion for others. That's right. Um, I find find out, find in. <laughs> nice, yeah. Andy, I'll ask you one more question, then we might dive into some quick fire questions. I love that very simple but profound distinction between does it have you or do you have it? Whatever the it is. Mm -hmm. um, pre and post your event, what used to have you that you now have it? Um, <clears throat> I think there is an element that we've just talked around about uh, needing to please others, needing to fit in, uh, worrying about, I mean, some of this was the journey and maybe I was on anyway, mm. um, but, 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 but giving maybe undue consideration for what other people thought. I mean, on one level, I don't care, you know, I don't care, you know, people could take me or leave me, but on a much deeper level, um, there is part of me that that still hey it still does because i just said you can't delete this stuff but yeah. but that i recognize now where i'm going why am i doing that why am i thinking that um and and so um so when i i now have it and i th i think um the other thing was just the draw through the, the just the the blind assumption that we just um pushed on uh, um made a living, did, hopefully did good work, and, um, and, and, and on we go to, well, where, where, what difference am I making in the world? Where, where am I, um, wh where am I headed and what part can I play in the world after, you know, that, that will leave, leave a bit of a, a mark on it yeah. after I've, after I've gone so that and I, I did do a lot of meditation during that period and mm -hmm. it helped me through so this is just a little bit more of a sense of being in the now just don't get me wrong I sometimes I still sometimes like <laughs> three days ago I beat my best time yeah so you know <laughs> it's still there it's still there You'd but still I can laugh it. at myself when I do it and yeah. hey I was in the army and we used to say no pain no gain yeah, yeah. um so uh, we also used to say, remember, your rifle was written, was made by the lowest bidder, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> don't, don't share a foxhole with a brave man. That was another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, it, it's, um, I, I, do, I do think that, that just that calming down and slowing down is something that um, means that more, more often than not, I have it, but it still sometimes has me. It's a work in progress. And I think for yeah, yeah. most of it, it is, yeah. Cool. Andy, um, thank you so much. Uh, the rawness, the authenticity, the insights. Uh, I've, I could talk for longer, um, but I'm really grateful for one, the time and the, the sharing of, of your, your story pre and post. It's fascinating. No, thank you. I've enjoyed it. I might just it's been nice. Four or five quick fire questions just to kind of lighten up a little bit. Um, the answer you've got to answer one or the other. So, rugby or football? Rugby. <laughs> Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Do we have one life or many lives? 
one. A book that's changed your life. The Power of Now. And your favourite personal development quote? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Many, I'm oh, sure. Which, which one, which one? Um, Oh dear, you've got you've you've stumped me here, Pete. Just um, I've got I've got so many. Um, We're a bit of a collector of these things, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I, I do love this um, idea of um, do you have it or does it does it have you? Yeah. Um, and no, you just got me. You you give me an amygdala hijack there, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, when I, I like stop that. thinking, it'll have something you, will come. Have it. <laughs> I like that too, and yeah, I love the, what you said. You know, slow down and look up. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 it helped so much. Helped me so much. Um, that 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 moment that helped me realize what was going on. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Here's here's my quote. Um, this, this is one that I, I told you the, the, the neuroscientists amongst you will uh, will explain this when you stop trying to think about something but there's one challenge that I, it's not quite a quote although it is a quote because I'm because it, uh, it resonated when I read it in Stephen Covey's book The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People um, mm. and the challenge is um, <clears throat> don't talk your way out of something you behaved your way into <clears throat> or are you talking your way out of something that you behaved your way into? Perfect. Or I wonder if you are talking away. That's that's probably it when you're coaching because <laughs> it's not quite so confrontational, but it really yeah. puts it back and it shines a mirror. Or oh, sorry, it, it shows uh, holds a mirror. Uh, I wonder if you're talking your way out of something you behaved your way into. I find that is really great. And the other one, sorry, but now you got me going, is the greatest question I find uh, that I'm. Um, picks a whole load of really difficult situations, uh, particularly around conflict, is uh, how can you explain the current situation without blaming any one person or group of people in the system? Great question. Great question. I'm a bit of a question geek and I love collecting <laughs> questions that just kind of smash people's brains a little bit around. Um, and the, 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 the twist on the previous one you, that I've heard, which I think is kind of interesting, you know, you can't, I wonder if we're talking ourselves uh, out of something we've behaved ourselves into, is the opposite. I wonder if we can talk ourselves into something we're behaving ourselves out of. <laughs> nice. Yeah. An interesting, you know, the dilemma. Yeah, there. So, and point, like, I, I appreciate the time, uh, the candor, the, 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 the wisdom. Um, I look forward to many more conversations with you over a, over a beer or a wine. Well, thank you. Now I've really enjoyed it. It's been cathartic. <laughs> You're welcome. Right.